Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 it's time for the alpha wealth hour presented by the alpha wealth group the show that helps teach you how to make the right moves with regard to investment planning tax savings and estate protection are you ready to better understand the financial chaos here's your host tom fortino good morning everyone as always a lot of information to get into you know my credo it's about getting you information that will make a difference in your plan will make a difference in your um in your success in your retirement plan and um we want to get you a couple as i said a number of ideas today that is my commitment to you and so uh you know my background i'm an investment advisor rep i have been for many years it means we do active money management i'm a fee-based fiduciary I've also been insurance licensed, uh, life insurance, long-term care, annuities, all of those things for over 25 years. I've been doing this a long time. I guess that's the long and short of it. So hopefully, and some things we're going to talk about today, my practical experience, uh, sometimes that eclipses you know, your degrees, your background, and, uh, all of those things. And so some of that's going to come to the fore as we talk about some things. I mean, it's been a crazy week on many levels, certainly. Um, you know, I just our, our hearts go out to the, to the Highland Park individuals, the whole community of Highland Park. It's just been rough, and so uh, I had a lot of conversations. You know, this is a case where you know words words uh, really you know there's no words. What what are you going to say? But it's it's an incredible tragedy, and um, and these things that we get just blindsided by, and um, just had conversations this week about a number of things that relate to you know protecting our families and. So, um, you know, I thought we'd have that conversation from week to week. What are we going to talk about? You know, I talk a lot about uh, income planning, tax planning, investment planning. Those are all part of your plan. But there's also the other pieces, and they're part of the five pillars that I've always offered, the five pillars or the uh, five pillars to your retirement, which includes those things. But it also includes asset protection and estate planning. And those are things that protect you and protect your family. And so when we take a look at a lot of these things, again, these financial curveballs that hit us, I asked the questions, and if I asked you, you know, what happens if a family member passes away? What does your plan say? What happens if there's a long-term illness? You know, we can look at some of these numbers. What happens with uh, a surviving spouse or, or children? How are your assets titled? Who are your beneficiaries? Do we know these things? The starting point is really to get organized. You know, um, we can talk about all these stories. I mean, there was an interesting article in the Wall Street Journal just um with the virus when that hit, and it talked about these numbers that went up where individuals were re- reevaluating and life insurance sales went up because they were seeing loved ones struggle and, and, um, and in some cases pass away. So uh, these are things that we, we, we sometimes overlook, you know, um, and we shouldn't because, again, what would happen in these cases? And so we want to take a look at some of these things. Um, as I said, uh, you know, when you take a look at long-term care, for instance, or a long-term illness, um, this is the long-term, uh, long-term institute statistics. There was an article written. It said that uh, in the nursing home, the average cost is $85,775 uh, per year. 
according to federal government projections, about a quarter of Americans turning 65 between 2015 and 2019 will need up to two years of long-term care. 12% will need two to five years, and 14% will need more than five years. At $15 an hour, around-the-clock aides run 131000 a year. And, and so, again, these are not fun things to think about. <clears throat> I have a coworker, someone who reminded me, we were having these discussions, that they're... Um, one of their parents passed away at 49. And so this was very personal, these types of things. And so when I ask these questions, for example, just life insurance, what happens if you pass away? Now, do we know what our coverage is? And that's why I'm going to offer this packet in a minute, the asset organizer. Um, you know, it, it, uh, it will help you as you walk through some of these things. It's going to help you determine what assets that you own, how are they titled, who are your beneficiaries. I always say that is the starting point. We need to understand what we have. If I asked you those again, would you know? Many of us, many of us have what we call group term policies. If we're working through our employer, what happens when we leave that employer? So I'm a big proponent of having a, um, a private insurance policy outside of the uh, company that you work for so it goes with you. I have an insurance policy. My wife has an insurance policy. Um, these are things that we have in place. And so, again, it's, it's about protecting things in the event, um, you know, that something should happen. The estate planning is also uh, part of this. And, again, I'm going to offer this asset protection and estate planning kit in a minute here, as well as the asset organizer. I want to include that because let's take a look at what, what um, you know, what we have in place, right? Um, if a spouse becomes in- incapacitated, you know, we talked about the costs. Those are the long-term care costs. But keep in mind, if they do not have a power of attorney or you do not have a power of attorney for them, you cannot act, right? That asset effectively becomes frozen, that retirement account. Um, and so you guess what? You now will have to go through the court system to get power of attorney to act for your spouse. I know it seems you think, well, I'm the spouse. I can act for him. That's not true. Try calling your retirement, um, if you're, uh, a retirement account that your spouse owns and seeing if you can get information. They will not talk to you. And so that's why this stuff is important. So I call these the six essential documents. Do you have a living trust? What about beneficiaries on these retirement accounts? Let's think about that for a minute. Number one, you should know who they are. So part of, in this, part of this packet, too, I'm going to offer this, this beneficiary checklist and the estate planning checklist. Um, and then all the ideas on asset protection, the what ifs we talk about, right? Um, so, you know, if you, as I said, if you pass away, if there's a long-term illness, if you're incapacitated, there's a couple different aspects to this. But on your beneficiary designations, right, if you have, who are your contingent beneficiaries? Do you have anyone bet- other than you and your spouse? If you, pa- if you and your spouse are in a common accident, right, um, those assets will go through probate court because they're not a contingent or a secondary beneficiary. Is the, chi- is the secondary beneficiary a child? Keep in mind, if the beneficiary on any of your... Um, Assets is a minor, whether it's life insurance or retirement accounts, right? They're not, the, the, the insurance company or whatever company or investment company is not going to cut a $500,000 check to a 12-year-old. So now that's where we talk about having a living trust. And see, so now trust can be beneficiaries to assets like life insurance. You see how all these things tie together? Let me offer this. I want to walk through some of these ideas. Again, number one, get organized. Use, I'll include the asset organizer sheet. We, I'll, even, I'll email it to you if you like, because then you can go through it. You're going to discover things you were unaware of. You may have areas where you didn't realize what you had there. You'll look things up. You'll see how, where, you, where your protection piece is. You'll know where your assets are. You'll know who your beneficiaries are. You'll know how they're titled. This is critical 
to, to getting these things in place. I've said it many times before. It's not growing a pile of money and picking at it. I'll include the organizer. I'll include the asset protection toolkit. I'll include the estate planning information, the beneficiary checklist, all of these things, the six essential documents. Just give us a call. We'll get it out to you. This is something you want to take a look at and start to put this, these pieces of your overall plan in place. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 to get the asset protection and estate planning kit. Again, I will include all of this information about everything from asset titling to um, to beneficiary designations to the documents you want to have in place um, to all the asset protection pieces, right? I mean, I, I talked about, you know, there's, there's um, I, I may have used this one before, but, you know, almost 50%, it's 48% of couples, one spouse will outlive the other by 10 years or more, right? We know... Um, uh, the life expectancy for women is higher than men. That's been true for as long as I know. <laughs> but the point is, <clears throat> what happens uh, to the surviving spouse? Number one, if you pass away, one of the Social Securities goes away. If you have a pension, that can be reduced. And now, of course, they're filing individual, which means they have to, may have to give more up in taxes. What are we doing in our plan to address some of these things? Um, do we want to replace some of the income? And so, as I said... Um, or, you know, or, as I said, what happens in the case of a long-term illness? Now, if a, if a spouse survives you by 10 or 20 years and then the assets have been drained, you know, what, what is your plan for that? Now, look, I'm not saying, and, and again, I'm licensed in this area. I don't do a lot of it because, you know, I feel this is my position. I'm obligated, and I always tell my clients, look, or anyone who comes in, more than happy to spend an entire session with you. We'll go through all of the nuts and bolts and how these things work. We'll run some numbers, we'll look at it, and if you make a decision that you want it, that's great, or you don't. But at least you have the information, because I think all too often we're just unaware, right, of these things. And so, um, you know, but a lot of people, and the majority of people, and, you know, you may be one of them, doesn't have anything to protect from some of these things. And that's a decision to make, but, I, you know, I want people to be informed on this so they can make the best decisions in their, in their planning. So when we look at this piece of your plan, again, I, I, I break them down. I always talk about the five pieces. So if there's one takeaway from here today, is, and I say this all fairly often, maybe every week, I always say your retirement plan consists of five pieces. This is how I try to simplify it for you. Five pieces. What's your income plan? You hear me talk about that a lot. Um, and that kind of, some of these things overlap. What's your income plan? What's your tax plan? What's your investment plan? And then the last two are what is your asset protection plan and what is your estate plan? I'm focusing on the last two, which I haven't in a long time, but these are critical to your plan because you can have income coming in, you can have a great investment plan, but if one unforeseen event happens, turns the other the whole plan upside down, that, that can be problematic. I want to offer that packet again, the asset organizers included here because that is such a critical step. Financial organization, again, I've been pounding the table on this, beating the drum on it. Getting organized is so critical to being able to know what the next step is. You will uncover things you were unaware of, and then you can take the next step. Um, you know, I hate to use the term, it will force you, but in order to complete this organizer, um, you'll have to do maybe a little work. Unless you know right offhand, you may have to call your HR department and find out what is my life insurance coverage. If you have a policy, you may, pull, be able, you may want to pull it out. You may have a term policy that's going to end in two years. What happens if you're uninsurable in three years? So these are things that we want to really take a look at. These are the moments that matter. And I'm not here to tell you there's a huge risk. I don't know the risk. I don't care about the risk. I mean, I can give you the statistics. 
We have them here. I've given some of them to you. But the point is it's about the consequences to you and your family. So if you want this packet of information, it's going to include the six essential documents, the estate planning information, asset titling, which I'm going to talk about in a second, beneficiary designations, which those are very critical in there too, how to, how to um, you know, doing the beneficiary audit. This is part of this too. It's all included, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855. I mentioned the beneficiaries. I want to get to asset titling in a minute here. <clears throat> Um, but keep in mind, if you have a beneficiary designation that doesn't name your trust or will specifically, your beneficiary has nothing to do with those documents. Just want to be clear on that, right? Um, it's not a bad thing, but when you name someone outright as a beneficiary, so when you have a retirement account, spouses, I typically say, yes, they should be your primary beneficiary. Um, unless maybe it's a second marriage and there's, there's a, an agreement on how the assets will flow, which is another point to be made here. But um, typically the spouse, because the spouse has what are called uh, spousal rollover privileges, they can assume ownership of the IRA, traditional, Roth, doesn't matter, as though it was theirs from day one. That is a non-taxable event. To the beneficiaries, the children, um, they cannot assume ownership. They have to exhaust the funds within 10 years. But again, we want to be aware of who our beneficiaries are. I call it the beneficiary audit. Part of this, this process or this exercise, or the homework assignment, maybe I'll call it, and when I, hand out, when I send out the asset organizer, there is a point here where you, you have to fill in the beneficiaries. Well, you're going to have to find out who they are. <laughs> Hopefully, you'll start to uncover some of these things. And so um, we want to be careful. You cannot change pen- beneficiaries, I'm probably stating the obvious, post-death. You know, I've read the story before. It's from Wall Street Journal. It's called Having a Bad Air Day. Not Hair Day, Air Day, H-E-I-R. There was a, um, there was a um, executive at, some, at this company, and this was out east, and um, he had a 401k plan, and uh, he was in a second marriage, and I don't know what the agreement was, but he expected all of this to go to his children. The children were the, beneficia- or were, were the beneficiaries in the will and so on and so forth. And he passed away, and most of the assets were in this retirement account. Um, well, it went to his wife, his second wife, and they'd been married a couple months. Okay? So these things happen, and you just have to be very careful. I've come across people who have had an ex-spouse as their beneficiary. Okay? This is why this is so critical. You may have set your beneficiary up 10 years ago and forgotten about it. Um, and as I said, you can name a trust as a beneficiary. These are all these things. There's all these... Um, things about the beneficiary that you want to know. That's why it's in this in this checklist. I include that, a separate report just on the beneficiary audit, understanding who your beneficiaries are and how to set them up properly. It's very critical. As I said, you know, this goes outside of your documents if you don't name them directly. This goes outside of probate. This goes directly. The beneficiary will claim. All they have to do is make a claim, provide a death certificate, and the assets will flow to them. And so that's a non-negotiable. So you really want to check these things. The title of the assets is important too. So how you title assets, how you... Now, as I mentioned, individual accounts. And I hope you can see how all of these things allow you to control the assets during your lifetime and to the extent you don't go through them. They go to children and grandchildren in the most efficient manner. All right? And so um, these are things that we want to take a look at. Retirement accounts, IRAs, 401ks, whatever they may be, 403Bs, 457s, on and on, they have to stay in your name as an individual. You cannot joint title those accounts. So that's why those are beneficiary-driven assets. That's why I say have the estate planning documents, the powers of attorney, 
that will allow your, your spouse or your children or whoever you choose to act, to act in the event you are either mentally or physically incapacitated. You see why these, I call these the essential documents? Um, so that covers these areas. There's not um, one thing I can throw at you. You can say, yep, I got that covered. It's not the best situation, but now you've made the decisions, and I say this often too. Either you make the decisions or someone will make them for you. So let me offer that packet again. I want to get into the titling, which I mentioned, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about that in a second. But if you want this, the asset organizer, again, we can email it to you so you can have it on file and you can just update and document. It automatically calculates. You can change it at any time. You can keep it as part of your estate planning because guess what? You know, you can print it out and then put it in with your documents. So in the event something happens to you, your children, if they are your successor trustees, if they are your powers of attorney, your agents, they can go to this and pull out and see where assets are. That's another thing. We also have a document, forgot to mention, a document locator. That's a separate document. It shows where you keep things, your passwords are, all of these things. This is really critical to your overall retirement plan. Again, it's not about growing a pile of money. Look, I'm an investment advisor rep. We talk about investments. We talk about income planning. We talk about taxes. Today, I'm focusing on these things that really hit home. Sometimes say they call the moments that matter when we, these unforeseen events can happen. Are you covered? Are you protected? This is critical to your plan because you can have all these other pieces in place. That's why I talk about being complete, right? So we'll get that out to you. I forgot, again, I forgot to mention the document locator. That's another form or worksheet we provide on top of the uh, estate planning pack and the asset protection information. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. I want to segue into, um, into some asset titling to understand what that means. When we talk about living trusts, and I have, uh, you know, when I tell people to come on in and, and I'll make that offer too, I always say, throw everything in a box, bring in your estate planning documents. I'm not the attorney. We have attorneys in our office that do all the estate planning. We do everything in house. And so, um, you know, uh, it's interesting. You may have set up documents a long time ago, but do you remember who your successor trustee is? Do you remember the first one, who the second one is after that? Do you remember how your distribution is set up? Who are your powers of attorney? Who are they in, you know, in succession? Which, if it's children, who is the first one, who's the second one? Sometimes you made the, you created these a long time ago and things have changed. So that's just part of it. For those of you that haven't created them, it's time to take a look. Look, trust, when we talk about a revocable living trust, the term sometimes people call them living trust, revocable living trust. The beauty of the trust is it survives you. It doesn't get sick. It doesn't die. So it doesn't go to probate, right? So it's, it's in its simplest form, it is a title, right? So you if you have... Um, you know, the Frank and Christine Smith um, uh, trust, right? That's a title. Your your home will now say, the title on your home will say the Frank and Christine Smith. Your bank account will say the Frank and Christine Smith trust. Um, that means that's the title. It's no longer in the name of an individual or a couple, right? Um, and so this is important. I, a lot of times I get the, the, well, it's joint title. My spouse is on it with me. And if I pass away, it goes to her. That's true, right? With homes or bank accounts. So, well, I put, okay. But then what happens after the second spouse dies? It's, I call that probate delay. Additionally, what happens if there's a common accident, right? And so, you know, and these are things we really need to think about. If it's in a trust, again, the trust takes care of it. Trusts don't go to probate at all. This allows when these horrible incidences happen, and they are. I'm not trying to, certainly in any way, you know, I'm talking about the aspects of the last thing you need when you're dealing with all of these emotions 
is to go into a bank to, to contact an investment firm or whatever it might be, and they say, I'm sorry, this asset's frozen. You know, go to probate and go get an attorney, whatever. When you, you have the opportunity, um, when you get something back, give us a call, right? Or if there's, as I said, someone's incapacitated. These are things we want to be aware of. That is over and above. So that's why I offer this information <clears throat> for you. Um, if you have assets, they're titled individually, right? Um, and even if you're married, if there's a bank account out there and it's just in one spouse's name and that spouse passes away, that asset's frozen. I know that sounds crazy, but that's true. So you don't, when assets are individually titled, you have to be very careful. Um, if they're joint titled, yes, you know, joint tenants with rights of survivorship, that's fine. But again, this is why we, what the benefit of having a living trust. So, if, you know, for those of you that don't have one, this is why I offer this information. You know, I, I worked with a, uh, an attorney many years ago, and his comment was always, if you have a bank account and you have a home, you should have a trust. I agree with that. There is not a downside to these trusts, okay? There's no annual cost in those. Once you get them set up and in place, you know, uh, they're pretty, uh, you know, maintenance-free. And so that's one, one document you should have. The other ones are the powers of attorney. You should each have a financial power of attorney. These are for you during your lifetime. So it's not just about how do assets flow down to people at, at, in the event I pass away. It's also how do I control assets during my lifetime? So these financial powers of attorney, who can make decisions for me when I cannot? Very critical. I've already talked about the retirement accounts, but it goes beyond that. Who can sign my tax returns? Who can go to the bank? Who can do things for me when I can't? Again, if you don't have those in place, well, you, got, you have to go through the court system, and, and it might not be the person you want that the court's going to assign. Okay? Then there's medical powers of attorney. Who can make medical decisions for you? What are your wishes regarding life-sustaining treatment? These are things, again, that you can put in place, maybe review every so often. Um, I've had individuals that had them for many, many years and never changed them. And, uh, you know, unfortunately passed away. They, 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 they were fine. They didn't have to change them because nothing changed in their life. You know, I've been through this. I, I've had uh, just, you, you hear this all the time. Not all the time, but enough, right? Where um, the individual, the, the husband had passed away many years ago and they'd been my clients for years. Um, the wife passed away, went into a nursing facility as they're getting old, lived a long, great life. Um, into her 90s, <clears throat> and uh, the son, because we had all these documents placed, had the power of attorney. I, uh, I you know, forwarded it to all the institu- all the investment companies. He could access all the accounts. He could write checks. He could take care of the house. He could do the things without, really, it's fairly seamless, as seamless as it can be. There were, he didn't need permission from anybody. He had that set up, and that was the wishes of the mother. It, it, when she passed away, ultimately, guess what? They had a trust, and all the assets flew, flew through the trust, or flowed through the trust, I should say. This was it. You know, this is why I'm so adamant about this. I always say this is a non-negotiable with my clients. You got to have these things in place. I don't do what the attorney does. I help you with it, but it's so important. So for those of you that want this information, I'll get it out to you. It gets into much more detail, not just the type of documents you should have in place, how assets should be titled, who, how, how you might want to consider setting up your beneficiaries, the asset organizers the document locator, the asset protection information. Again, this is another piece of the retirement plan, um, but it's so critical to your plan, I I believe, and I think you would agree. So if you want this information, 630-934-1855, 630-934-1855.
630-934-1855. I think a lot of times we say, well, I'm all set. A lot of times these are problems that are asleep. And when these things could ha- when these things may happen, um, <clears throat> you know, it's, uh, it's too late to make these, to do these things, right? The time to do them is before something happens. And so, um, this is why this is important. There's a lot of different things we can talk about. I'm going to get into a lot more on the other side of this, but, uh, I just want, uh, wanted to spend some time cause I haven't talked about this in a long time. You know, as I said, you're an asset. How do you protect yourself? How do you protect yourself and your family? Um, you know, and then we want to take a look at making sure you also have the right documents in place. Uh, to make sure that you control things, again, during your lifetime and to your loved ones. This is important. This is one of the five pieces, or sorry, two, because I'm talking about two of them. Above the income plan, above the tax plan, above the investments, those are all important. I've spent a lot of time on them and more than happy to get you information on that. But there's also these other two pieces, your asset protection piece and also your estate planning piece. So if you want the information, again, we'll get it out to you, 630-934-1855. 6309341855. We've got a lot more to talk about, so I hope you stick around. We're going to get into some other ideas that'll be helpful to your retirement plan. You listen to Tom Fortino of the Alpha Wealth Group. Welcome back to the Alpha Wealth Hour. This is Tom Fortino, your host, the principal and founder of the Alpha Wealth Group. As I mentioned before, I'm an investment advisor representative. That means we provide active money management. I think we do a pretty good job of that, fee-based fiduciary. We also, um, I'm also, and I have been for many years, I've been doing this over, I think, 25 years now. I hate to say that, but that's, I guess, a good thing. Uh, a lot of practical experience, and we're talking about that today. I'm also insurance licensed. I have been. I don't do a lot on that side, but I can certainly... What's nice about it is I can help clients and advise them on those areas. I just don't focus on one thing. You know how I talk about the five pieces to your plan, the income plan. I call it the five pillars to your retirement plan. This is what I mean about being complete. You know, I think all too often in this industry, and it's really no, I mean, certain people uh, or certain advisors, they, they do a good job. That's fine. But sometimes we don't look at everything. right? We don't look at the tax implications. We don't look at, we're just looking at this investment strategy, which is important. And we do that. But, um, you know, there's other aspects of your plan. And today I was focusing uh, a little more on the asset protection piece and the estate planning piece. Again, having an income plan is important, right? So let's say you have all the income you need. We talk about social se- the social security decision. We talk about your pensions and understanding the uh, options that you have and having a survivor benefit, which kind of falls into the asset protection right? The tax planning, how do you minimize taxes? So if you think about it, and then the investment planning, the asset protection, and the estate planning, those are the five pieces. Are you covered on those five pieces? If I asked you, tell me what your plan is as it relates to each one of those, could you tell me? And so they kind of all, there's just, there's an overlap on, on a number of these things. For example, the income planning is overlapped by the tax planning, right? Because you may have picked your social security, there's a social security decision, Right, you can take it as early as sixty-two. It defers by eight percent all the way to seventy. You know, it could be an almost an eighty percent difference in your benefit. It could be twenty-two thousand at uh, or twenty-four thousand at age sixty-two. It could be over forty thousand at eighty, and that's a lifetime benefit. 
what makes sense. But it also relates to the taxes because up to 85% of your Social Security be taxable. So that's the second piece. So the more Roth uh, strategies we incorporate, Roth IRAs, Roth conversions, Roth 401ks, if all your money was in Roths, and you know me, I talk about all this all the time, you would get, if all of it was in there, you would pay notes tax. All your Social Security would be tax-free too. So see, the income and tax fall in, into the, each category. But guess what? You know, when we talk about delaying your Social Security benefit, this also gets into that p- protection piece, doesn't it? Here's what I mean. <clears throat> if you were to defer your Social Security, and I have a number of, of, of clients who've done this. I have uh, one client, uh, the, he's 67, his spouse, I think, 62, 63. She's still working. He's working part-time, but he's saying, look, I, we don't need the Social Security right now. I'm waiting until 70, which I think is smart. His Social Security benefit is going to be over 42000 or something, around 42000 what, what, it's, but here's the consideration. It's not just during his lifetime, because if he passes away and predeceases his spouse, which technically, um, there's a statistically he will, right? There's a st- interesting stat. David Bach wrote this book. 80% of men die married. 80% of women die widowed. So the probability is there. I mean, you, you, nobody knows exactly what's going to happen, but by delaying this benefit, that 42000 or so per year, not only will last during his lifetime, if he predeceases his wife, it goes to his wife for her lifetime. Now, that's pretty strong, and that's pretty powerful. This is why when you talk about Then if you talk about having a life insurance policy, um, in addition to that, those are things to think about. That's under that asset protection piece. And so these are important pieces to your plan. I offered the asset protection and estate planning kit, then also making sure you have the right documents in place, as I said, um, if you're incapacitated, um, you know, you want to have a power of attorney in place, that's a legal document um, as well. And then trusts uh, um, are part of that, all that estate plan. That's the estate plan piece, but it folds into the asset protection piece, which folds into the income piece. Isn't that interesting how all of these things connect? That's why I say this is about being complete. But I'm focusing more on, even though I just mentioned income and taxes, <laughs> um, I focus more on um, on today on the asset protection piece because I haven't talked about this in a long time in the estate planning piece. But if you want this packet, it's also going to include the document locator, which is a worksheet we recently um, created. It, it, it provides directions on where everything's at. Um, that's why it's called the document locator. Where do you keep certain things? What are passwords? All of that. But also the asset organizer I will include, plus the information on the estate planning the estate planning packet, which is the six essential documents, the beneficiary checklist, and so on. It's all in here. Um, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You know, um, I mentioned it earlier. It's it's tough to even talk about, but, you know, these, this tragedy that occurred um, on the 4th of July. And, you know... Um, all of these things that just, just these, these terrible events, there's no words that can, again, I said before, but, you know, I've had conversations this week and that's kind of like, I, I was the reason I was talking again to someone who I work with and she was saying that, you know, her, her, um, her family member passed away very young and, um, these things that we talk about, you know, I grew up with, uh, I had four good friends, four, four of my best friends. Um, and it, you know, at the time, you know, I'm in high school. All, every, all four, four of them, again, my close friends, one parent had already passed away. And um, 
it's just it's crazy, and we all know about these things. Look, I'm not saying the risk. The risk is, regardless of risk, I always say the risk. I don't. We can talk about these stats. I've read some of them, and they're important to know, right? That there's almost 50 percent one spouse will out with another by 10 years. Um, I read the other one from the, this this federal agency that said about a quarter of Americans turning 65 uh, will need up to two years of long-term care. Again, we can talk all about these things. These are the what ifs. And I don't know if they're going to happen. It's not about the risk. It's about the consequences. And have we looked at these things? And then do you have the right documents in place? How are your, are your assets titled properly? Um, you know, with beneficiary designations and so on. Um, if you don't make these decisions, someone will make them for you. And so that's why I talk about having these things, um, you know, these things that are so very important to your plan. Okay. Um, the, uh, on asset titling, that's certainly important. Now, if you start with getting organized, you're going to see what you own um, and how it's titled, right? Um, you know, in the state of Illinois, if you have, and I'm, these are the numbers. Um, if you, um, if you, if you have assets over a hundred thousand, or you own real property, real property, any property, it doesn't matter the value. You have a piece of land, you have real estate, anything that you own, that will go to probate court in the event you pass away. That asset is frozen. You have to, you know, whoever's going to take over. They may hire an attorney. That may be many hundreds of dollars an hour. They're going to go to probate court. Those things are going to be delayed. That's just the reality of it. Um, and so you want to talk about that. If you don't have a trust, and I just talked to somebody, in fact, and I've come across a number of people. The state of Illinois, it's called dying intestate. The state of Illinois um, has a, um, yeah, someone who just came into my office, we talked about this uh, their parent had passed away, and and I've come across this before with a client who who, who um, this happened to. Um, the parent passed away, and they had no they had no will. Well, technically, it doesn't go to the surviving spouse. Are you aware of that? Fifty percent goes to the spouse. Fifty percent goes to the children. Those are the laws of Illinois. These are these things that sometimes we're not aware of, and we're we're just we kind of. And this is why when I talk about being blindsided. By these unforeseen events, um, if I, I was giving the example earlier about Social Security and how that this Social Security decision can be impactful on the income side, not just during your lifetime, but if you if you delay it, the higher benefit stays with the surviving spouse. If a spouse passes away, one of the Social Securities will go away. The lower one will go away. For those of you that are married, the lower one's going to go away. A pension can be reduced. Maybe we should look at um, incorporating annuities in our plan. Again, these are just ideas um, because those provide guaranteed lifetime income. In fact, they can set up joint lifetime income. So if a spouse passes away, the income continues for the second spouse's life. So again, these are things to think about. Are we, giving, are we getting this advice? Are we taking a look at some of these ideas? They may not be for you. Do we have a life insurance policy that protects in the event uh, we pass away? You know... Um, I'll talk about an idea here in a second, but, um, you know, you could buy it. I had someone, I just, uh, one of my clients asked about it. We looked into it. Um, what, how much does an insurance policy cost to say, you know, maybe for the next 10, 20 years, you can get a term policy. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this. Number one, you want to own it yourself. So you, you own it for your lifetime. Um, or, and no matter where you go again, if, especially if you're employed, it goes with you wherever you go. But that's something to protect um, uh, in the event, again, you pass away. Life insurance is an income tax-free benefit. Now, 
for some of you that purchase it, it could be a legacy too to say, look, look, if, if I pass away, it's going to protect my surviving spouse. Um, additionally, if nothing else, you know, my children are going to, going to get this, um, sum of money income tax free. And so it could be part of your estate plan. These are all things that come together. And so I just, I just, uh, think all too often we don't look at these things. And, uh, these are these, we said moments that matter. These are problems that can be asleep. And so if we don't address them now and we're not aware of them, um, it can really be troubling, especially, you know, it's emotional enough to deal with these things with family members. Um, but then when you are told you can't access something, you're told, you sorry, you got to go through the court system. That's pretty tough, right? I think. And so um, that's why I offer this information. I'll offer it again. I include the organizers. I include the document locator. These are worksheets that we can email to you that you can use, that you can update, that you can keep on file as things change. Um, you're going to, as I said, uncover things that you are probably unaware of. You'll find out where assets are, what the values are. I can't tell you how many people I've had say, hey, you know what? I re- forgot I had this old 401k. You'll see what some of your coverage is that you may have forgotten. You might have set a policy up a long time ago. Um, all of this is part of it. Who are your beneficiaries? I already talked about that. And then um, some of the asset protection pieces are in here. The estate planning packet, the six essential documents, all of that is part of this. If you want something specific to you, please let me know. We'll get that out to you as well. And, or if you have a specific question, I should say that too. You can go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. But let me again give that number out for this. There's no cost or obligation to this information. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855 to get this information. Again, we'll get it out to you. Um, I think it will be helpful. And as I said, I think as I do with a lot of the ideas that we offer, whether it's on the tax planning, the, the um, income planning ideas, um, there's going to be one or two or more things in here um, that, uh, that you might want to take or that I think will, 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 will be ideas that you can put in place that are going to make a difference in your planning. So this, again, I'm focusing today on those pieces about, about protecting uh, the asset protection piece and the estate planning piece. Um, you know, for those of you that have done some of this in, in place, uh, I always say, you know, we, um, I've had people come in with their documents and it's great because we review them. Sometimes you haven't, you've done them. You did a trust and powers of attorney and medical powers of attorney. You haven't looked at them in five years. Okay. <laughs> and if I asked you, who are your successor trustees? Some, a lot of times I'll say, I think it's my daughter and I'm not sure. So, um, if nothing else, this is a good time to review them. I'll make another comment. And, um, and that has to do with, um, with the way the assets are titled. I've had people come in again. They have a trust in place and their bank account still has their name on it. That means it's not in the trust. Okay. These terms are used about funding the trust. Um, the assets need to be titled. And that's why when I'm sending this information out to you, guess what? This is going, these are the tools that will allow you to see that you will have a financial snapshot. When you, when you take a look at one of your accounts and you see it's in your name and you have a trust and it's not in the name of the trust, guess what? It's not in the trust. That's exposed to probate, right? So these are things we don't want to do. I had someone come in too. Here's another one about asset titling. Um, they had put their, um, was it their brother? I can't remember, but one of the children was put on the asset with the parent. And we hear this fairly often. I mean, it's not that uncommon where 
a spouse passes away and the parent says, you know what, I'm going to put one of my children on my home. I'm going to put one of my children on my, on my brokerage accounts. That is very problematic. Please don't do that. That's why trusts are, are make more sense in this case. When you put a child's name on an asset, number one, you've exposed their liability to you. If that child gets divorced, if that child gets sued, they are an owner on that account, number one. So you, I hope you can see that just alone is, is, is um, I know your tr- the goal is to circumvent or avoid probate, and that could happen, sure, but now you've exposed yourself to other problems. Additionally, they will not get a step up in cost basis, whether it's a brokerage account with stocks or it's a, it's a, um, a home. What I mean by that is if, if you purchased a home for 100000 and today it's worth 400000 when someone, in, someone inherits, a child inherits that real estate, inherits that stock, it does not matter what the parent or the individual paid for it. It is irrelevant. They get a step up in cost basis. So if it was a $100,000 home, which is worth four hundred, they inherit it through a trust, through a trust, okay, that their cost basis is four hundred, not the hundred the parent paid on it, right? So this is critical too. So number one, you avoid the liability exposure. Number two, from a tax standpoint, they get a full step up in cost basis. That's very important, right? And so you want to, if you put it in a trust, well, you avoid probate. That's check. You've accomplished that. It flows to who you want. Secondly, um, it's a full step up in basement. So the capital gains tax on it is zero. So these are important things. The other thing is if you name one child, let's say you put a child as a beneficiary in a bank account, or you put a child as, as, uh, as a, you put one of the children, you're more than one on the home. Well, it can go to them, but now how does it get to the other children? There's gift tax rules. You see how all of these things, I get the goal here and, and I applaud you know, look, you're trying, to, you're trying to do the right thing for your family, but when you do some of these things, they can actually cause more problems than, um, than you planned on. Oh, by the way, I know this doesn't sound like it would happen, but if you want to sell that home and the child doesn't want you to, you can't. They're on it, right? Um, again, as crazy as that seems, uh, those things can happen. This is why this stuff is por- so important. I talked about beneficiary designations already, especially if, there's second marriages, you know, in some cases. Um, you may have an ex-spouse on there. You may have minor children on there. You may have, there may be no contingent beneficiaries. Do you know that? So if I said to you, who are your beneficiaries in all your accounts? Remember, life insurance, IRAs, 401ks, wherever else you may have beneficiary designations, have you done what's called a beneficiary audit? Um, and this is why I send you these organizers. I'll, I'll, I'll offer this again. I can't remember when I offered it last, but I don't want to forget to offer this. This is the information on asset titling, which I've just talked about, on beneficiary designations. The checklist is in there. The six essential documents, the asset organizers, the document locators. Um, you know, I said I wanted to give you actionable items today. I hope this is getting you to, to maybe revisit the plan in some cases. Some of you may have some of this stuff in place. It's not a bad idea to revisit it. So if you want the information, we'll get this out to you. This is a complete packet. 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You know, this is all part of it. I'll include also, for those of you that want, I'll put the five pillars to your estate. To, I'm sorry, five pillars to your, um, to your retirement plan. You know, I, I'm limited to an hour, so I can't cover everything, um, of course. But... Um, 
I'm more, I've talked, I've, you know, talk more on the side of investments, income planning and tax planning. That is a little more, I think, enjoyable to hear about, Hey, how do I do these things? We talk about asset protection, estate planning. It's not the, the funnest thing on the, on the planet to talk about, but it's so critical. And this is why when I say as an advisor, I'm an investment advisor rep. Um, <clears throat> I'm also a licensed on the insurance side. You know, this is why when I talk about planning, it's not just about growing a pile of money and picking it. It's not just about buying a product. It's not just about a number. It's about being complete. And, um, and also understanding your options and understanding how some of these things work. You know, then you can make an informed decision. That's, uh, that's, that's how I believe. And, and, and let me make another offer for any of you, because I haven't offered this today, but if any of you that want to schedule a time to get together, um, you know, this is a good time. We can review these things. I'll send out the information before the packet. You can get organized. We can sit down and go through everything, answer questions. We do have attorneys that do the estate plan. And if you're interested in that, that could be something that would come from this too. We can talk about that. It will be a good productive meeting. And I always say, you know, um, this is not bravado, but you know, when we go through things, I can't tell you how often someone says at the end of the meeting, man, you really, this, I get it. This makes sense. You really, you know, um, I'll put things up on the board for them. I'll explain it. I'll go through things. And a lot of times people will say, Hey, can I take a picture of that? Um, I'm not the best. My penmanship is not the best, but Hey, it, uh, (laughs) the information is there and it's helpful to see how things flow how things can work for you. So um, if anyone is interested in scheduling time, there's no cost or obligation for that. That's more personal. If you have trust in estate plan, throw it in a box, bring that in. We'll go through all this. If you have life insurance policies, throw that in a box and we'll go through everything. We'll also do a lifetime income quote. We'll do an investment analysis. We'll do all of that. I mean, I, like I said, I always want to do a complete analysis, not just focus on one thing. Uh, but if you want to do that as well, 630-934-1855. 630-934-1855. You can schedule a time. Um, you go to our website, alphawealthgroup.com. I just want to make sure we're a resource for you. We're here for you. You can set up a time just to talk if you want. We can schedule a phone call and I can just chat for a while, answer any specific questions you may have. You want to email me. All of this is, is available to you. So again, whether it's the reports and the packets of information, the, the worksheets, there's no cost for that. If you want to schedule a time to come in, there's no cost for that. If you want to schedule a time to talk, there's no cost for that. So these are things that are available to you. Email me. Anything I can, we can do to get you started. I just thought this was a, a good topic to cover, because, uh, especially you know what's going on in the moment. I think of the conversations I've had this past week, and I haven't talked about it in a while, but it is something we do as a firm that we offer. Again, we have attorneys that do the estate planning. I can talk to you about these other areas of your asset protection. These are problems that when they occur can really turn your plan upside down right um and so that's why it's critical we talk about it uh you know the long-term care um again i had someone call me the other day and ask me and i got them the information on it you know you can purchase life insurance policies now um that will also provide a long-term care benefit during your lifetime i think those are interesting to look at what do i mean by that if you buy a policy that says okay there's a half a million dollars um that you know, someone's going to get either my spouse or my children, right? Income tax free, right? If I pass away, by the way, I can use that benefit, that 500,000 as a, in the event I'm unable to perform certain two activities of daily living. That's a long-term care piece. I can spend it during my lifetime. It's interesting how these companies have come up with these things. So it's not a use it or lose it proposition. I meant to mention this idea before, 
But are we aware of some of these things? Is that a piece that I can put as my asset protection? It's doing two things potentially for me. One is it's providing care in the event I need care uh, to protect assets. Again, if my spouse survives me by 10 or 20 years, um, you know, we haven't gone through the assets as much as, as we can. We try to minimize that. But in the event I don't have a long-term illness, guess what? There's a, a death benefit that will provide either help my spouse um, you know, provide additional and, and supplement the income and be a benefit to them, income tax-free, or goes to my children and my grandchildren as a legacy. That's just one piece. So I've talked about a lot of moving parts here. I've talked about having the right estate planning documents in place, the trust, the powers of attorney, financial and medical. You still would have what's called a pour-over will as part of your planning. Um, you know, designating the people you want and how to control the assets privately. Uh, they flow the way you want. The people that you want are in charge. This is so critical. Again, either you control your assets with these documents or they'll, or they'll flow through them to your children upon your death. We also talked about having the policies that you might want to look at. What happens if I pass away? Should I have some type of life insurance? That protects myself, my spouse, and my children. That's something you should take a look. At least know what you have and how do you own it? How should you own it? Um, so these are things that we want to take a look at. The asset protection piece, um, the, the estate planning piece, beneficiary designations, asset titling. Again, I hope I gave you enough to think about to really set back, revisit this, and do the best for you and your family. Make sure you protect yourself and your family. Again, if you want the packet of information, it's got the worksheets in there too. Financial organization, please get organized. 630-934-1855. There's no cost or obligation. 630-934-1855. We'll put it all in there. We'll get it out to you. No cost or obligation. As always, um, I hope this has been helpful to you. I hope you've come away with the good ideas. I hope this gets you to maybe revisit some things that you put in place and put you in a good place. And as always, too, everyone have a blessed week, and let's get to work. Annuity guarantees rely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurer. Any references to protection benefits or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products or services. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company and are not offered by Retirement Wealth Advisors, Inc. The Alpha Wealth Hour, presented by the Alpha Wealth Group. 